Disability Advocacy Matters. Disability Advocacy Matters. Disability Advocacy Matters. This is the Disability Advocacy Matters podcast from Speaking Up For You, or SUFI. I'm Nance Haxton, and together we will speak to disability advocates about some of the main issues they see and what people with disability can do about them. Disability Advocacy Matters. Deanne Gibbs, Individual Advocate. Chelsea Hendling, Operations Administrator. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Sufi Disability Advocacy Matters podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Nance. Good to be here. Now, talking about advocacy, really, this is probably a good place to start. What is advocacy to you, Deanne? It can be really hard to define because it can help people in so many different ways, but I tend to concentrate on what it isn't and I think that can be a good place to to start when advocating for someone and with someone and I really like to when I'm working with someone let them know that it's not a case management process I'm not going to be taking over their life I'm not going to be telling them what to do you're not part of the NDIS or something like that yeah not Mm. part of the NDIS we're biased to them we really are just a a tool for them to utilize I just amplified their voice and what their wishes are. I'm not someone who's going to come in, um, look at their life, tell them what they need and then act on that. That's kind of the way I like to to think of it. So quite different even from like a social work perspective, I suppose, in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Yep. It's all about the person, how they feel, how they think, what they want. It's in no means a overhanging body that dictates to a person what they should do what they need it's really focused on the person and Chelsea what do you find as the wonderful intake person here at Sufi you get a lot of people ringing thinking that they want an advocate or need an advocate what do you how do you describe advocacy to people so I would probably say Sufi's main focus for advocacy is we do advocate for people with disability who have a fundamental need or a human right that's not currently being met And so I guess explaining to people in the intake process that that is our focus and also that we are completely independent. That's a really big part of advocacy. So we're listening to them, like Deanne said, we're listening to them what they're hoping to achieve and we're helping to guide them through that process. We definitely take guidance from family members and friends and supports if that's what they want we don't just block out those services it's really about supporting the person and yeah focusing on what they're wanting to achieve so the person with disability is at the center of this advocacy process yeah 100 percent, it is and it can be difficult sometimes um clarifying to people what we can and can't help with so you know legal processes for example we don't have any legal expertise for it and it's also focusing on what is the current issue that they're needing help with we can't assist with issues that you know might have happened in the past it's really about what they're experiencing right now so what are some issues that we have been able to help with you've been here for a couple of years now and what have you seen happen in that time yeah there's a lot of different topics that especially individual advocacy covers we've got our ndis appeals advocacy section which is very specific with the reviews process for ndis appeals 
But for individual advocacy, there's a whole range. So we might find someone who's got their basic need of housing not being met and we're helping them navigate that process. It could be someone who's going through child safety, through the child protection process, someone who's being discriminated against through their employer. There's a whole range of issues and one of the big things we look at is what supports do they have around them, how vulnerable does this make them and how is their disability impacting them from being able to self-advocate and achieve that on their own. So Deanne, you're working on the ground doing this. Sounds like pretty challenging work. I think every day would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah, every day definitely is different, but that's what keeps it so exciting and such a great place to to work and yeah we get to help people in with such a range of issues and like Chelsea said it can be really hard circumstances like someone being homeless and needing that fundamental need of housing met but it can also be something like a person with a disability is engaged with education and they just need some support to voice what they need to maintain their study and participate and or participate in the community and we really get to engage with people on such a range of issues and see people be able to access everything that people without a disability are. And is it for any specific disability or really any disability whatsoever? It can be any disability. It can be psychosocial, it can be physical, anything that someone is identifies as a disability and something that limits their participation or is discriminated against for. It must be quite a process even working with people to establish what they're really wanting to achieve. It can be at times, but mostly not really, actually, because, I mean, I think that's the misconception of, I think sometimes people without disability assume that people with disability don't have a sound understanding of their situation, what they want and what they need. And it's it's just not the case. People with disability understand their needs, what they want, what they want to achieve just as well as people who don't have a disability and that's a large portion of my advocacy is really just engaging with the services in people's life and just trying to open up these channels of communication where services stop and listen to the people with disability and try to nurture that understanding that they know they know what they need overcoming some of those i imagine bureaucratic and those systemic factors that would make it really difficult for people with disability to get what they're wanting for their lives yeah definitely there's definitely some systemic barriers there obviously that takes long-term advocacy to break down and it really kind of comes out on the ground in really what looks and sounds like small ways but can be the defining factor whether someone gets help or not. For instance, someone with um, a psychosocial disability, PTSD maybe, more anxiety, can really struggle to be in crowded environments. They may also become homeless and they need to engage with homelessness organisations. Often people have to present to the office and um, engage in a drop-in service intake. I have people who will just say, oh, I can't do that. And I might advocate that the service allows them to book an appointment or have someone come to them. And it's these policies of, no, well, we don't do that. We can't do that. And so there are people with disability that there's no room. People aren't making allowances or or room. And it's really sometimes with these bureaucratic systems or the way organisations are laid out and the rules are set, people with disability aren't thought of when those rules are created. It's interesting, isn't it, that it's not just 
discrimination against people with disability isn't just not building a ramp to a building. It's not just physical things. There are quite a range of factors that you would both see all the time that people with disability come up against that is discriminatory, really. Do you find that, Chelsea, too? Yeah, I definitely find that. And it can even be as simple as our intake process. I know that when people call through to Sufi seeking advocacy, they've expressed that previous organisations they've spoken to just say, go and fill out a referral form online. And so if they don't have access to a computer or they can't navigate the internet, it's a big assumption that in order to get help, well, you've got to be able to do those things. So at Sufi, we make it a real priority that we adjust and we are as um, adaptable as possible to people. So, you know, whether that's calling in over the phone, email, walking in in person. We might do a catch-up via Teams. And, you know, on the odd occasion, uh, especially, you know, we've just got to check our availability, but we will do what we can to sometimes even go out and make that initial contact with the person face-to-face. So we always do what we can in that way. Yeah, definitely. I think I have experienced a lot of services or people in, in general not really being able to identify or accept disabilities that are more invisible and especially the symptoms of those disabilities if people can't physically see the disability that but they can see the symptom of it it can be really misconceived as poor behavior or rudeness or something like that and you quite often get people getting defensive in retaliation or not wanting to work with a person or not really seeing it as a disability and then and giving that compassion or or giving that allowance so that person can engage. You know, there's lots of barriers for people out there. And it's good to think about, too, while we're discussing this, I think just the way that Sufi was even formed by people with disability, that speaking up for you, this this was formed by people with disability who, who wanted some support to have their voices heard. Yeah, and Sufi, I mean, our management committee is made up of people with lived experience of disability, people who have been in the sector for a long time. You know, we're very open about employing staff who have disability and that we're not going to discriminate, we're not going to, there's going to be no judgment in this environment. So I think preaching is one thing, but then practicing it is a whole other thing that I think Sufi does really, really well. You know, we say we value people with disability and we absolutely mean it. So what are some of those fundamental needs that you come across? I mean, there are the basic fundamental needs, you know, can include housing, access to food and water, access to shelter, education. But, you know, it, it can also be things that people kind of take for granted in day-to-day life that they might not consider as being a fundamental need um, or that they might be eligible for advocacy to to kind of get that fundamental need met and those kind of include even just accessing the community social connection engaging in activities those sorts of things those are all really fundamental needs that we we are all able to to do day to day that people with disability sometimes face barriers with because of either physical disabilities or psychosocial disabilities and I, I think it's important for people to know that they can be supported to have that in their life. For people who think they, they could really use those services of an advocate, Chelsea, how do they contact intake? How do we start that process? 
So the first step is to reach out to us. Our intake worker is likely to be this person that you would speak to. It could be myself as well. And we'll ask a few questions, get a bit of an idea about your situation. And then we basically have a regular meeting with our advocates to talk about your situation and have a look at our availability to see if we can move forward and assist. There are times when we unfortunately do have to turn people away because we we don't have any availability. But I think Sufi is really unique in that we put a lot of focus and effort into people who we can't help. We put a lot of effort into finding other referral pathways for them, making other suggestions instead of just turning them away. And in terms of making that initial contact, as I was saying before, there's there's lots of ways to do that, whether that's via the phone contacting us via email, we've got a contact form on our website, dropping into the office, Microsoft Teams, we can arrange that. And then on the odd occasion, we we could even come out to your residence and meet you face-to-face. So yeah, we do as much as we can to accommodate. This episode was recorded and produced on the lands of the Turrbal and Yagara people. And we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. That's all for this episode of the Disability Advocacy Matters podcast from Speaking Up For You. This podcast was produced for Sufi by Nance Haxton with production assistance from Michael Adams. Speak to you again soon. Disability Advocacy Matters. Disability Advocacy Matters. Disability Advocacy Matters. Disability Advocacy Matters. matters. It matters. matters.